The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 15, 64, 50, 80, 90, hey, hey! Hey, you guys. Oh, my God. And welcome to a very Brady podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Tack. And with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Jimmy Klein. Hello. Hey. And on this podcast, we celebrate classic, iconic TV shows as we break them down one episode at a time. What we do here, Jimmy, as you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We take the episode. We do. We break it down. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> we trick it into thinking we're better than we really are, mm. only to find out that Friends Forever is the real treasure here. Oh, All for you, the listener. Oh, that's mm. totes adorbs. <laughs> On today's episode, we're going to take a look at Saved by the Bell, oh, Season damn. 2, Episode 18, entitled The Glee Club. Mm. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. Saved by the Bell is available to stream on Hulu. Hulu. Yes. So. So I do need to say real quickly before we go into our hey, how are you? Okay. So according to IMDb, it's actually season 218. But according to Hulu, it's 318 because their season one is the Miss Bliss season. So That's true. There's that any makes confusion sense. there. So we are doing the one entitled The Glee Club. So I actually got burned on a mic. It's not in here. But then I realized it was 318. So yeah. Yeah. So how was your week? Or two yeah, weeks? My or two whatever. weeks. Yeah. Three so weeks. You whatever. You still got wood? And sorry, in your kitchen? <laughs> uh no, we cleared that out. So I had a Wow, nice. A buddy from work came over, and my stepmom Joyce. She the he three helped of us. you with your wood. Yeah, and my sister, and also my dad stopped by as well. Helped out. Very nice. And, uh, That's cool. Cleared out the wood and cleared out all my stuff out of the garage. Moved it to one side of the house, and so they can get in there and do some work. Hmm. Up there, do they call it a garage? They put added on. <laughs> yeah, we had to wash it, and <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not. I think it's a different part. That's more like Minnesota, I think. I don't know. Oh, okay. Do they call it, do they call soda? Do they call it pop? No. Uh, I think that's more of a little further north thing. When I, I, yeah, I when know. I lived in Decatur, that's, that's, they called it pop. Would you like a pop? Like, well, he died. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess I'd like another <laughs> one. Like, I don't, do you want to date my mom? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard anybody say pop here. Hmm. Huh. It'd be it'd be kind of ironic if your father said pop. I'm like, ah, it pops and pop. <laughs> Actually, my uh, my my Joyce, my stepmom, she uh, she calls she drinks a lot of Pepsi and mm-hmm. she calls it a, a brown. Can you hand me a brown? My dad used to call it bubble up. That's stupid. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. <laughs> no idea why. But what's funny is I found I can't remember where I was at. But we were on vacation somewhere, and I found a bottle of soda. It was like an like a like an old like antique type of place, and it was a bottle of soda called Bubble Up. I'm like, oh, maybe that's where you got it from. Hmm, so, maybe. Yeah. Sarsaparilla. Hmm. Sarsaparilla. <laughs> <sighs> so, how was your week, or two I'm- weeks, or whatever? Did you already answer that? I'm sorry. No. Did you already answer? Okay. No, I haven't. Um, trying to get used to the new diet, but I mean, it's yeah, it's coming along. I think I'm down 
10, 11, 12 pounds, something like that. So that's, that's crazy. Cool. It's a cool side effect. Yeah. Nifty. It's keen. It's wicked. Yeah. Okay. It was kind of, it was weird not recording. I'll be honest. Yeah. Like, I think weird. I just felt more like stressed and anxious. You know what I mean? Like since we didn't record, like, I don't know. Oh, you so, had Mr. Pissy Pants this week. That's true. I did. Yeah. I was Mr. Pissy Pants this week, but that's yeah. okay. I didn't get to order any. Get, well, that's not true. <laughs> you guys remember way back in the way back like about a month ago when me and tech were like oh we order guitars mine still hasn't shown up so that that makes me a little bit mr pissy pantsy <laughs> but that's okay. shocking it's all right it's all right whatever i mean it's, it's i mean i i just wish i didn't have so many shipping problems <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you, did you say you have shipping problems? Did shipping, yeah. It's like every time I buy depends. something on the internet, almost every time, like every other time, it has some kind of problem. Oh, ship shipping, p, yeah. Oh, shipping. yeah, yeah. No, I got over that other problem. Yeah, that's that's okay, over. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, had you know buy no underwear, but that's okay. Um, yeah. yeah, but I'd say like just the other day, I, was, I ordered a part for the guitar. Had to cancel it because <laughs> it was the day it was supposed to arrive and it hadn't even been shipped yet. I'm like, you know what? I'll go with somebody else. It's not that big of a deal. So I canceled it and went with somebody else. It was there the next day. I'm like, there you go. That's how you're supposed to do things. Mm-hmm. So, but you still got it later than you expected. That's true. But if I would have stuck with the other one, like it hadn't even shipped yet. It was going to get there even later. Mm-hmm. So, mm. and yeah, as far as the guitar goes, it's been in the same spot for three and a half weeks now. So, <laughs> I think it either got stolen yeah. or I don't know. I think mm. the delivery guy liked it more than I did. I don't know, but that's okay. Whatever. <laughs> well, it's we'll good. See, that, we'll see. It's good that you got your kitchen all clean now. I mean, the house obviously isn't ready to live in. Correct. I mean, I know oh, the answer, no. but the people at home don't. <laughs> no, no. Um, it is all cleared out though. They actually went in. They um, pulled out all the cabinets, all the sink, everything. It's just like an empty room now, the kitchen. So, um, they're going to get a whole new kitchen remodel, which is nice. It's did really you, um, the only thing I thought was lacking in the whole place anyway. Did you have to um, clean out the fridge or did you bother yet? Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Cleaned out the fridge. Well, I didn't do it. Joyce did. So. Okay. Thank you, Joyce. Mm-hmm. Very neat. Yeah. So, so where, like, because you mentioned something about taking stuff out of the garage. Is it just all in the bedrooms or something? Yeah, just move everything back to the bedrooms. And okay. it was really sad because this is my first time actually getting into the garage since it happened. And because okay. I couldn't get in there before. Right. And I discovered a lot more damage was in there oh, than I no, thought. Oh, no, really? Like a lot of the garage was wide open and it had been raining. Oh, and no. So a lot of like like memory type stuff boxes were completely soaked. Oh. Um, I know. It was so disappointing. And including my. Taylor acoustic guitar was sitting in there that got right, just right. completely rained on, but I pulled it out of the case and then dried it off and hopefully it'll be okay. I don't know. It I wasn't saw, like completely soaked, but it was pretty wet. I saw somebody on Facebook marketplace the other day. No lie. Mm-hmm. They were looking for a nice acoustic guitar, like a Taylor mm-hmm. and they wanted to trade it for a Randy Rhodes. <laughs> not even. I swear to God, not even kidding. Not even kidding. I, I wouldn't trade that for a Randy Rhodes anyway. I mean, it have to be like a really high end Randy Rhodes, you know. I have no idea. They make some cheap Randy Rhodes. So yeah, they go range from like two hundred bucks to like two thousand. Yeah. So I mean. yeah, he's he's probably trying <laughs> trying to pass off two hundred dollars to two thousand. Yeah. You know, I mean, these piece of garbage people that buy fake guitars in the unit. 
Who would do that? I don't know. Not not me. And and if I did, I wouldn't get it. So <laughs> get it anyway. So technically, technically, I didn't do anything wrong. Exactly. <laughs> so, what's That's your awesome. history with Saved by the Bell? Man, we're Generation X. Like, I think, <laughs> I think if if you're Generation X and you didn't watch Saved by the Bell at least a few times when you came home from <laughs> school because it was on for like two freaking hours when you it's like from two <laughs> to four or something like that. So if you're Generation X and you did not watch Saved by the Bell, turn in your Generation X card. You, I'm, <laughs> you're a millennial. I'm sorry. You can't, you're wrong. <laughs> you can't claim Generation X if you haven't watched Saved by the Bell. Like it's that's nonsense. Yeah. So <laughs> It was kind of funny. I was talking to Joyce once again, keep bringing mm-hmm. her up. And right before we record, she's like, so you're recording tonight? And I was like, yeah, but you know, anyway, I was like, yeah, we're recording a regular episode. She's like, oh, what's the show? And I was like, Saved by the Bell. She's like, oh, I never watched that. I'm like, nah, that's a show for my generation. <laughs> and she's like, oh. <laughs> I, I think it's kind of a, you know, a, a redundant question asking <laughs> yeah. what either one of our history is with Saved by the Bell because we're Generation X. Obviously, yeah. we've watched Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I've seen every episode a lot of times. So, right. yeah, I can even, like, I didn't, like, watch it, like, back to back to back to back, you know, like, seasons or even like I would with, like, friends or something like that. But right. I could still, like, quote lines and I used to yeah. tell you what the next line was. Not in every episode, but, you know. What did yeah. you think of the new Saved by the Bell? Oh, the newest one that came yeah. out on uh, Peacock? Mm-hmm. Peacock. It was funnier than I thought it was going to be, that's yeah. for sure. It was pretty good. I mean, there's a lot of that the West Coast kind of woke stuff in it, you know, if you want to call it that. But they also make fun of that. They also poke fun at themselves. So, yeah. it's pretty good. It's better than I thought it would be. Yeah, for sure. And, and it's it's weird because it goes from like a, like a standard, like three camera sitcom kind of format to like something you'd see on CW. You know what I mean? It's yeah, almost it's like more from of a single camera show. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like from two dimension to three dimension, you know, and you, <laughs> you still see that little piece of hallway that we all know from Saved by the Bell, but then mm-hmm. it expands and you see the rest of the school and you're like, oh, that's how it fits together. That makes total sense mm-hmm. now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. I like that. I like that show. It's a shame we got canceled. That's okay. Did it? Yeah. I just thought we were still waiting for season two. No, or no, three season or two came out, but season three won't. It's they got no. canceled. People are hoping that they'll that somebody will pick it up, that they'll buy it or something. Well, it sounds like something Hulu will do. Season two was only streaming; it wasn't on the network, and then that was it. So yeah, I, I got a feeling somebody asked for too much money. Like one of the actors thought they were bigger than what they were and asked for too much money, and Peacock's like, "Nope, never mind, we're done." So. <laughs> Maybe Hulu will pick it up. Hulu's pretty good about picking up shows. I like hope that. so. That was a good show. Hmm. That's okay. All right. Well, I'm exhausted. I can tell you look I, a little sleepy. Uh, yeah, I need... I, you know what? We should take a break. Okay. I'll, okay. I was just. I was going to say, let's just keep going. But okay. Oh, okay. Well, no, 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 no. Wait, we can well, keep going. No, we'll keep no, going. No, no. This is what right. you wanted. No. This is what you want. <laughs> Let's take our first break. Some facts about the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Turned into something like super awkward. Jimmy, stop it. Stop it. (laughs) No, facts about the episode. Jimmy. (laughs) Why are you doing this again? Remember what happened last time? (laughs) 
All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we're this really going class all over again. You remember that shit? <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, Gen Xers, get the news and podcasts that matter to you on Rediscover the 80s. Each week, hosts Jason and Wyatt deliver two shows that will connect you with the past. First, listen to the 80s weekly newscast with retro pop culture headlines from the world of movies. They are actually trying to reboot The Naked Gun with Liam Neeson. Streaming. Transformers Earth Spark. What did you think, man? It looked interesting, but it looks like it's another spin-off of the Rescue Bots. Collectibles and more. They made Tina Turner into a Barbie. Then listen to Memory Jogger, featuring memories from the 80s and early 90s. We're going to spin the old randomizer tonight. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's spin it. Oh, <laughs> a big one. Transformers and GoBots. Star Wars. Ooh, we might be here a while. <laughs> Robin Ooh. Williams. What a tribute. Yeah, Robin Williams. Ooh, oh, grandparents. Michael, Michael J. Fox. Fox. PSA commercials. PSA commercials. Ooh, okay. Listen to both shows now on Rediscover the 80s. Search now in popular listening apps or stream from your browser at rediscoverthe80s.com. The 80s Weekly and Memory Jogger. Two shows that will help you rediscover the 80s. Doggy. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, that wasn't another three week break. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> we don't do those. <laughs> All right, we got Saved by the Bell, season two, episode 18, entitled The Glee Club. Oh, shit. Let's get into it. Facts about the episode first aired on December 23rd, 1990. Damn. Damn. Oh, that was kind of a longer damn than I expected. Damn. Damn. That was 30 years ago. What? 30, 32 years ago. Shut up. What? I feel old. No, you can talk now. Sorry. Oh, okay. Whew. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was in 10th grade and you were in 9th grade. Yeah. Damn. Right before Christmas. Do you remember what happened that Christmas? I mean, I don't have anything in mind. I'm just, you know, in general. I remember what happened that year. What? <laughs> can you repeat the question? <laughs> it was that Freaking bitch. That wasn't that year, was it? Um, was I, it? I think so. 10th grade year. Yeah. Because you were hmm. you were at Rockledge, yeah. Huh. Um, Christmas of nineteen ninety, that was two years after my dad died. So the so Christmas of eighty nine, um, I went to Tennessee for Christmas. Hmm. So Christmas of nineteen ninety, I think my sister Donna came to visit. I think, I think I want to say that my well my birthday was like you know like thirteen days before that. You want yeah, to say that, that your was birthday was 13 days before Christmas? You knew that. <laughs> no, there's more. There's oh, more. oh okay. okay. I think on that specific birthday. No, that was the year before. That was 89. Never mind. Hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking of 89. Hmm. 1990. But anyway, that 89 Christmas, or my birthday in 89, we were supposed to go to Disney. It was going to be me, 
my mom and Ron. Why you weren't going, I don't remember. Oh, you were in Tennessee, I think you just said. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was in Tennessee. Yeah. Yep. You're correct. So that might have been why. Huh. Um, yeah, we're speaking, but we ended up not going because it got it was raining. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't go. Let's see, in 1990, um, were you living on Madrid or were you living at on Botany? I think it was um, Botany, maybe. Okay. If not, I definitely moved like, well, we moved in the summer. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh. And we're oh, boring people here? Yeah, now. Hundred no. percent. I was on Botany. I remember. Now. People are like yeah, I don't give a shit. Just start talking about the episode. <laughs> nah, nobody cares where you lived. No, 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 no. Tech. Think about it some more. What street were you living on thirty-two years ago? Let's think about it some more. Let's. I know. I was working at really Shore Lanes stuff. on Merritt Island. Huh? <laughs> All right. So let's move on. Nobody okay. cares. All, All right. right. The show. Uh, this episode was written by Sam Bobrick. Bobrick. <laughs> And Bennett Tramer. <laughs> that first name sounds like something you'd make up. Like like when the Muppets like climb on each other's shoulders and they walk. Hey, I'm Sam Bobrick. That's my name. You know what I mean? I don't know. Anyways, good. Directed by Don Barnhart. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. According to IMDb, actor Scott Wolf was uncredited as the waiter at the Max. And he was also the singer in um, the Glee Club standing next to Jesse. Jesse. Wow, nice. So he yeah. was doing Glee before Glee was Glee. That's true. Oh, yeah. damn. Damn. Zach Morris recorded a performance of the California Glee Club at Cal State singing When the Saints Go Marching In. Right. So the Bayside Glee Club could lip sync. This goes in this whole, it explains the whole episode just to say, um, A.C. Slater and Screech sang the same song in a different episode. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Kapowski is a poor singer. That's it. That's all it said. No. <laughs> this theme appeared earlier in the season during episode 208, Miss Bayside, when she sang Blue Moon during the talent competition of the pageant. I wonder if she was really like legit bad at singing and they just like they just didn't give a shit. Like they were still gonna humiliate her. Like Oh, 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 you oh, you're bad at singing. Perfect. The, no, the, seriously, this is great. We're gonna use this in the show. Like, wait a minute. Oh, oh. <laughs> and then they used it again. Yeah. <laughs> well, what we're allowed to we're allowed to use you being pretty, but we can't use you sucking at singing. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, posters feature pop performers Paul Abdul in the Bangles in Zach's room. The Bangles poster promotes their 1989 Everything Everywhere tour. Oh, wow. Hmm. I know you were just asking about that. You're like, also you know, that, that Indy car above his bed. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, damn. The bangles. We were just talking about the bangles recently. Well, only one chick that wanted to bang <laughs> from the bangles. <laughs> Susanna Hoffs. Wow. And uh, finally, yes, Tori Spelling did her own singing in this what? episode. What? No way. She, when she, she was on Mass Singer, she sucked. <laughs> there ain't no way that was her. I don't believe that for a second. I think that's bullshit. All right. All right. Because she was not very good on Mass Singer. <laughs> she damn sure didn't sound like that. <laughs> Are you ready to fade in? I am ready to fade in. All right. So now we fade in. Ooh. <laughs> You have to pop your head so hard to it. Yes. That's, no, that's not the mic, me hitting the mic, but it's the clock in here. 
Our story opens up at the max. Mm. Zach Morris walks inside, breaks the fourth wall, and addresses the audience. He says, Love is in the air, and you'll never guess who's the hottest couple at Bayside. <laughs> Just then, Kelly walks in and kisses Zach on the cheek Aww. and takes a seat at a table. Zach continues, Nope, it's not me and Kelly. I mean, we're hot, but these two are sizzling. Oh, shit. Just then, Slater and Jesse enter the max holding hands. Zach says, Jesse and Slater? No. Those two are a couple of ice cubes compared to. As Zach points to the door of the Max, Screech and Violet come walking in. Aww. Violet adjusts her glasses, snorts, and says, Oh, Samuel, you're such a funny hunk. <laughs> Screech, being modest, says, Oh, I'm not that funny. Zach, <laughs> continuing to address us, says, Here they are, Bayside's own love connection, Violet and Screech. Screech takes Violet by the hand, and they sit at a table at the Max. He should have played that up more. She's like, you're such a funny hunk. I was like, oh, stop. I'm not that funny. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> Implying that he's more hunky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Zach has a seat at another table where the rest of the Bayside gang are. Slater says, look at Screech. Look at him. Fucking stupid. No. <laughs> he says, I haven't seen him this happy since Mr. Ed was colorized. Which is a normal, mm-hmm. exciting teen moment for all of us, if you remember that, Jimmy. Oh, like you never saw, you never said, okay. <laughs> well, you said Lassie, but, you know, same thing. <laughs> Jesse says, oh, look at Violet. She's got stars in her eyes. <laughs> Lisa adds, and rocks in her head. My cat won't even go near Screech when he has fish in his damn pocket. Why she would not say that sassy, though. But She yeah. didn't say if he had fish in his pocket. She said when. <laughs> so that implies that he has been to her house with yes, fish in his pocket. Fish in his pocket. Yeah, I know. I, know. I thought of that joke too. It's like, <laughs> when he has fit, like it's a normal thing for Screech. Like, like the cat won't go near him <laughs> normally. And a couple of times <laughs> he showed up. He's like, what the fuck is that smell? No, I'm sorry. I have fish in my pocket. And the cat still wouldn't go near him. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Kelly says, Lisa, leave them alone. I think they make a cute couple. Lisa just rolls her eyes. Jealous much? First off, the girl that plays um, Violet, she was in the Sharknado movie. Like, in one of the movies. I can't remember which one. It's fucking Tori Spelling. She's, like, way famous. Well, she ain't that famous. She's only on, like, one show. But she <laughs> she was in the Sharknado movie with that other dude from uh, 90210. Um, Zeering. No, yeah. like you don't know these people's names. No, you know I didn't know his name. Names. I had no idea what his yeah, name was. Did, just is that really how people you. walk around, like all like arm in arm? Like, you know, you know how hard it is to walk t- that close together and like be synchronized. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't arm in arm, like like arm around his shoulders, kind of a thing. Well, no, they were like like the girl was grabbing onto the guy's arm, and they're they had to almost walk in sequence because they're up against like rubbing against each other while they're walking. Like they had to have mm-hmm. practiced that for a long time, kind of like the monkeys walk. Remember the monkeys where they walk? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like that. Jimmy, when you're in love, everything is in sync. Hmm. I suppose okay. you don't know that. Interesting. Hmm, especially dirty dishes. Am I right, guys? Am I right? <laughs> 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 dirty dishes in the sink. <sighs> You're um, truly a gift to the show, Jimmy. <laughs> uh, Screech's suspenders are gay. Meaning they're rainbow. Yeah, but that was before rainbow was gay. So that's kind of funny. <laughs> um, 
But Lisa, Lisa's so damn jealous. Like she yeah. needs, she needs to hide that jealousy. Holy crap! Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it was anybody so else, she's the bitch. If if Violet yeah. was literally dating anybody else, it wouldn't bother. But because she's dating Screech, it like pisses her off. You could tell it pisses her off. She's yeah. like, no, he's supposed to worship me just so I can kick him to the curb. But now that Screech, mm-hmm. you know, he's 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 because his boots are made for walking. That's what it amounts to. <laughs> uh, this makes me think of. Family matters when, yeah. uh, when, uh, uh, what's his head started dating some chick and then uh, Urkel was getting all jealous and shit. Cause Urkel's like, whatever. Yeah. Urkel's supposed to be worshiping me. Anyway, mm-hmm. some things you um, can't buy, Lisa. <laughs> I tried to look up to find out when Mr. Ed was colorized right. to see if it was like something that happened like a long time ago, like in the 60s mm-hmm. or something that was like a 90s thing that happened. But I can't seem to find anything on it. Like, I'm not sure if it even ever was colorized. Originally, they were all all shot in black and white. I yeah. do know that. But I don't see anything of when it was colorized or if it was at all. I never remember seeing any. I remember seeing, like, promo pictures and stuff of, like, the horse when he was older. And, like, the yeah. dude that was on it was older or whatever. But I don't think the show was ever colorized. I don't think. I don't think it was either. I think it loses some mystique when it's colorized. A show like that. I don't know. Well, I guess say about about fucked up here. Yeah. Nice writing, Bickerstaff. No, not Bickerstaff. <laughs> what was her name? It was nice writing, uh, uh, D- Bobrick. Exactly. You, you you sounded like such a badass when you said that. You're like yeah, fucking, fucking Bobrick. Hell yeah. Well, make sure you know you want to say Bobrick. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. Scene two. Just then. Handsome man Scott Wolf as the waiter brings over Jeez. a milkshake. Jesus, Jimmy. Oh, hey, you just see the waiter comes over. Well, you know, his milkshake brings all the boys <laughs> in the yard. What you're saying? <laughs> so, so he brings over the milkshake and two straws and places it on the table in front of Screech and Violet. Violet says, I had a swell time at the movie Saturday, Sammy. Screech says, Oh, me too. <laughs> I was trying to make my voice crack. <laughs> it was nice of your father to drive us, but when he takes us places, does he always have to wear the uniform? Violet laughs and says, Oh, oh, that wasn't daddy. That was Edward, our chauffeur. <laughs> Just then, the rest of the gang gets up from the table and walks over to Screech and Violet as they sip on their milkshake. Zach hmm. says, Hey, guys, we're going bowling after school. Want to come? Violet says, Oh, thanks, Zach, but I have a Glee Club rehearsal. She looks around at the gang, excitedly says, Oh, you guys should join. Zach, laying on the sarcasm, says, Oh, gee, Violet, I love to, but I have a conflict with detention. I had a pizza delivered to geometry. They they Mm. copied that from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Mm, You know they did. Yeah. Slater adds in, uh, We go, Bobrick. (laughs) <laughs> uh, the glee club isn't really my style violent i like more active things like football wrestling jesse <laughs> so fucking dumb jesse elbows ac in the ribs for talking inappropriately lisa says besides glee clubs for geeks Mm-hmm. Kelly exact motioned her not to say things like that around the geeky couple. Violet says, <laughs> well, my, <laughs> well, my parents insist I have an extracurricular activity. The Glee Club is perfect for me. I can hide in a group. Screech says, we, <laughs> he says, we, <laughs> no. <laughs> 
Screech says, well, I'd love to join the Glee Club and hide with you, Violet. Sorry, I didn't see the Violet. Violet says, aw. <laughs> that sounded more like a pig than Violet. <laughs> oh, Samuel, maybe the Glee Club can win the All-City Sing, and we can go to the finals in Hawaii. Just then, Zach Morris quickly spins and looks at the audience and says, Hawaii? Now that's something to sing about. <laughs> oh, Zach. The only thing missing was him like doing some kind of chord on this air guitar. Like, I don't know. It just seemed like it, it was missing something. <laughs> and then a wink and a smile and the yeah. little ding. Rare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> I wonder if they based this like her character on on real life, seeing who her dad was. You know what I mean? Like, like having a chauffeur and all that? Well, yeah, I mean, just being a little rich girl, like I don't know, because I had heard, I don't know if it's true, and it wasn't in the 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 interesting facts or whatever. Um, that she had auditioned for the show under a different name so that the producers wouldn't know who she was. So mm-hmm. I heard that she got the part legit. And when her dad found out, he was kind of pissed. Oh, I don't, know. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I heard. Um <clears throat> I, mean, I don't I don't see Zach as the bowling type. You know what I mean? Like no, I that's something either. more yeah. in this time frame. It's something that more like adults did, like than kids. I think maybe it's no, different we now. We went bowling at this age because we worked there. <laughs> no, but we went bowling. You know, and yeah, no, we did that. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, Zach can't afford a trip to Hawaii. <laughs> well, that seems kind of weird to me. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Didn't think about that. Scene three. Later in the music room, the gang all sit around and wait. Slater says, I can't believe you talked me into this, Preppy. I missed two days of a high school swim team. Like, I missed two days of a high school swim team. Like, my idol tack. Wow. Really? Really? <laughs> really? Idol. Man, that's all right. All right. <laughs> To sing four-part harmony with three geeks. One of the three geeks states, Hey, you're off the Christmas list, jock boy. Then the three go in for a group high five, and they all miss. (laughs) Mr. Tuttle then enters into the room. He does a little shuffle with his hands. (laughs) (laughs) I thought for a second that it was their their boss from the summer episodes when they had a job. Remember? I thought that was the same guy. I was like, wait a minute. That's the dude from Lion King, isn't it? But no. He was like a more like a mob boss guy, <laughs> like a he short, was, like yeah. Italian guy. Because well, <laughs> you know it was like Leah Remini, so <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Anyway, Mr. Tuttle then enters the room. He says, "Okay, my gleeful glee clubbers, places." Everyone moves over to the risers to prepare to sing. Mr. Tuttle stands in front of the choir and taps the music stand with his wand thingy. I don't know what is that called. I don't know what that. I can't remember what they're called. I remember a couple of times you they you they would use it like especially when um um when Andy was doing the student um conducting. It's a yeah. conductor's wand I think or conductor's baton. I think that's the baton. Hmm. Conductor's baton. I think that's what it's called. All right. Anyway, yeah. he says, "Now let's be bouncy with our beat." Oh. Then all of a sudden, Lisa Turtle sneezes really loud and high pitched. Hmm. Everyone jumps. Mr. Tuttle with a zinger says. Off key, Lisa, and wait until they start. <laughs> oh, burn. Yeah. Jesse, the wet blanket, says, um, can I move, please? I don't want to catch your cold. Oh, shit. 
Mr. Tuttle agrees, and Jesse then switches spots with Kelly, moving her over near Lisa. Because, fuck Kelly, right? <laughs> She's just a poor trailer park girl, right, Jesse? Pretty much, yeah. Hmm. Yep, exactly. Once germaphobe Jesse moves over, Mr. Tuttle taps his music stand with his wand and says, it makes everybody disappear. No. <laughs> no. He says, he says, Aloysius, and everybody's gone. <laughs> what was that fake Harry Potter spell that you said? Oh, I can't remember. We, we had so many of them going. <laughs> it was something scoliosis. <laughs> oh, uh, Sniffernephriot? No. Uh, I can't remember, but we were just coming up with medical names and it's like, <laughs> it was something like that, like Aloysius Scoliosis or something. I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, once germaphobe Jelly, no, Jelly, once germaphobe Jesse moves over, Mr. Tuttle taps his music one and says, now let's focus fellows and females. And just as they're about to begin, Mr. Belling comes walking in the room. He says, hello, everyone. All the kids greet him with a smile. He looks over at Mr. Tuttle, and in a monotonous fashion, he simply says, Hi, Tuttle. Mr. Tuttle says, What are you doing on my turf? Mr. Belding says, The All City Sing is one week away, and I would like to see what kind of progress you're making. Mr. Tuttle, with a big old zinger, <laughs> steps into Mr. Belding's face and says, If I needed to be nagged, I call your wife. <laughs> Right. Mm. <laughs> so they don't even know what parts they're singing yet. Like they, this is their first day of Glee Club. Like she, ha- mm. he hasn't even checked to see who's a tenor, who's a bass, who's a baritone. Like none of that. Yeah. And he just throws them up on bleachers. Oh, I thought <laughs> yeah. it was kind of dumb. Um, it's um, it's weird that this is an after-school thing. Just because yeah. me and you were involved with, we called it chorus or choir. Um, we were involved with it, but it was always a class. It was never after school, like an extracurricular yeah. activity. That's just kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think like some I could cool see that as a, like that. Well, I could see it in college. Like I could see the choir or the, the glee club being like after school, like an extracurricular thing, like an elective sort of thing, I guess, but not in high school. Like that seems weird. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And Jesse worrying about catching her cold. She's she's around Lisa all the time. Like they're always around each other. And now in this <laughs> one class, she's worried about. Yeah, you know they experiment. You know she's had her germs. Act like, <laughs> like she don't. No good. <laughs> I feel like that burn from Tuttle. Like I feel like there's more to that story there. You know, like almost like. <laughs> yeah. Almost like Tuttle like may have been caught like talking to Belding's wife or something like that, or I don't know, like something happened. Well, it sounds and, like at some point Belding's wife like went off on Tuttle. <laughs> like maybe Tuttle was flirting with her and she didn't like it, so she went off on him. You know what I mean? Because he's she's like okay. ma- he's like making jabs at his wife. Yeah. So that implies that at some point Belding's wife nagged him. Yeah. Maybe. But what oh. would she nag him about? The dude. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> huh. I don't know. Maybe yeah. they went to high school together. Yeah. And um, like Belding like bullied him. Or no, Tuttle bullied Belding. Yeah. And now Belding is Tuttle's boss and he's getting back at him. 
Mm. And Tuttle mm. is trying to like bully back on. Well, I, I, if I wanted that, I'd ask your wife or whatever. And like Belly just don't give a shit because he's his boss and he can fire him. And that's why he's so like, you got 48 hours, bitch. <laughs> he's, he said, bitch, and they cut that scene out, but that he said uh, it. Um. <laughs> uh. okay. Scene four. After the third degree burn he got from Tuttle, mm. Mr. Belling shakes it off and says, oh, like the like the Taylor Swift song. Um, <laughs> Mr. Belling shakes it off and says, okay, Tuttle, let's see what you've got. Oh shit! No, he didn't. He did. He said it just. He's like, I eat pieces of shit for you, like, like, <laughs> you, like, like you for breakfast. And tells like you eat pieces of shit for breakfast. Um, Mr. Tuttle. No. <laughs> Mr. Tuttle turns back to his class, taps on the music stand, and commands, "Okay, everyone, the Civil War medley. Ready? One, two, three, four. The Glee Club men begin to sing." When Johnny comes marching home again, hurrah, hurrah. When Johnny comes marching home again, hurrah, hurrah. The Glee Club women now join in as they sing. Tuttle trying to take control shouts, no, no, altos then sopranos. Nobody knows what the fuck that is because it's the first day of Glee Club. The Glee Club continues to sing as loud and as awful as they can. <laughs> Mr. Belding with his fingers in his ears shouts, okay, enough, enough. Mr. Tuttle shouts, stop. <laughs> he said it to Belding. He's like, stop. All the Glee Clubbers stop. Except for Screech, who continues for a few more seconds by himself. Once the dying cat parade comes to a stop, Mr. Tuttle steps into Belding and assures him, we've come a long way. (laughs) (laughs) Belding, who's not impressed, pulls Mr. Tuttle to the side and quietly states, Tuttle, the All City sings at Bayside this year. And a performance like that could embarrass the entire school, not to mention the kids. Mr. Tuttle just hangs his head in shame like a boy who's just been caught with his dick in a cookie jar. You know what I mean? Like you ain't never done that tag. Okay. That's very specific, Jimmy. Oh, that's right. Mother-in-law listening. <laughs> <laughs> Our stepmom. I don't have sorry. a mother-in-law. Yeah. Stepmom listening. Okay. Mr. <laughs> Belding goes on. Now I'm giving you 48 hours to shape up or I'll be forced to kick your ass. No, he should have said it. It's so much cooler. <laughs> Or I'll be forced to withdraw the team from this year's competition. Belling then walks out like a motherfucking boss. Oh, shit. No, he didn't. Mm. Mm. So how do you feel about how Belding reacted here? Do you agree with his threat or no? Um, no. I mean, I, I, well, I don't disagree, but I disagree with how he handled it. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, Go on. I mean, it's a. I mean, me and you have both been in these competitions. Like, yeah, like we've both legit been in these competitions, and the the caliber of of choirs that go to these things are pretty good. Like, even on a city yeah. level, they're really good. So, I think I, on some level, Belding is trying to to protect them from embarrassing themselves. He even says mm-hmm. that. I just, I don't think he should have been like, if he's going to be like that with Tuttle, he should have pulled him out in the hallway. You know what I mean? Because that makes Tuttle look like a dumbass in front of his own kids. Yeah, but it was still in the same room. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I agree with Beldinger here. Like, I still think, I mean, it shouldn't be like a week before. Well, let me go see what they're doing, you know. Right, Not right. a week fucking before. You know, he should have been there like a month or two ago. You know, and then, I don't know. I agree well, with his decision. I, I If he was to say, well, he, he took us out of the competition, like, well, this could just sound like shit. Like, absolutely. I agree with yeah. that 100%. <laughs> well, like, the Glee Club or the, the All City Sing is is coming up quick. It's like that weekend or something, right? It's like a week a week away. So why would they let somebody join Glee Club a week before yeah. competition? And so many. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the, some of the, the choirs that me and you have been in, like, Yes, it was an elective, and yes, it was an actual class, but you still had to audition to be in the class. You couldn't just right, join yeah. the class. Right. And that was a, a class. You would think that on a class it'd be easy. To, no, no. Even beginner, you had to audition for it. You couldn't just join it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. Why are they singing like freaking grade school songs? They're high school kids. <laughs> when the Saints go marching in, really? that For contests, that's what they're going to sing? <laughs> Like me and you were happy birthday next. Yeah. Me and you were in a choir that had, if I remember right, 36 kids in it. I don't remember how many. Sounds right. And we broke, we broke up at the end of one of the songs for competition. We broke up into 16 part harmony. (laughs) So if you do the math, that's two kids on each part. Right. Yeah. And we got the highest scores you can get at, at the district level. And it damn sure wasn't for, when the saints go marching in, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and that was just for the city level. That wasn't even for the state. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. Ben knows what we're talking about. Right. Scene five. Ooh. Later, back in Zach Morris's bedroom. Oh, shit. Ooh. Zach paces around his room as Screech sits on Zach's bed. Oh, damn. Oh, shit. Zach says, Screech, we've got to think of a plan to make the Glee Club sound better. Screech suggests, why don't we cut the singing part out? God damn it. Are you fucking with me? (laughs) (laughs) Zach just fake laughs at Screech. (laughs) Then all of a sudden, Zach's phone rings. Zach walks over and picks it up. Hello? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Violet. He's right here. Zach hands the phone off to Screech. As he walks to the other side of the room, Screech picks up the phone and says, hello, my heart. Uh-huh. Screech then nods to his girlfriend on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> he then tells her, okay, hold on. Screech puts the phone down and asks Zach, Zach, well, I just got tickets to a concert at Cal State tonight. She wants to know if we can go. Zach calmly says, Screech, please, we've got to think tonight. Screech jumps back on the phone and says, Violet, please, we've got to think tonight. Oh, damn. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, my heart, but we can't do it. See you tomorrow. Screech then makes the longest kissing noises to Violet on the phone and hangs up. Hmm. Screech gets off the bed and walks over to Zach, who's sitting in a beanbag chair. Screech kneels down and says, Zach, maybe we should go. We could pick up some pointers from real singers. Zach looks over at Screech and asks, what do you mean, my heart? Zach sighs and says, now you got me saying it. Like he's never said that to him. <laughs> yeah. Screech says, well, it's not every day you get to see the California Glee Club. Zach thinks for a second and says, you know, you're right. Call her back and tell her we're going. As Zach gets up and states, 
and we're bringing something with us. He sticks his hand in his drawers and pulls out his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Screech ass. We're bringing your underwear with us? Zach says, no, you nitwit. Funny line. <laughs> I'm bringing my tape recorder. Screech says, good thing. You don't have enough underwear for the entire Glee Club. Zach pulls out his tape recorder and then hits Screech in the face with his underwear, with his mantis. The real question is, why is he keeping his tape recorder in his underwear drawer? Where, where do you expect him to keep it? Well, I mean, he acts like it's porn. Like it's <laughs> Why are you hiding it? It's just a tape recorder. <laughs> but also, why is his room decorated like an eight-year-old? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, that looks like an eight-year-old's room. I mean, I'm, I was expecting to see like a toy box. Like it's, That's how it's decorated. I mean, there's posters of the Bengals and, well, like you pointed out earlier, an IndyCar. Yeah, because high school guys aren't. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I, I've never seen a high school kid, you know. I mean, hell, you might as well put like, you know, lions and leopards and cheetahs and shit up. Oh, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Um, <laughs> my Poster heart. Debbie Gibson. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my, heart? my heart. Who? Who? I've never heard that as a pet name before. I don't know. I guess I. I guess technically I did because I watched this episode. Um, mm-hmm. Man, Dustin Diamond just didn't get enough credit, man. You know what I mean? Because they're no. throwing him some kind of corny, cheesy lines. Because his, if you really think about it, his lines aren't that much better than the rest of the cast. It's just <laughs> his timing, just the way he says it. Like, I don't know. He just pulls it off better. I think the <laughs> yeah. rest of the cast would have been embarrassed to say some of his lines. But he like just <laughs> freaking owns it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I don't think he got true. enough credit. I say something similar a little bit later, but yeah. Um, Screech says that Zach doesn't have enough underwear for the entire Glee Club, okay. which is a weird thing to know about your platonic friend. That's a good point. I don't know. But then again, he did just get hit in the face with his underwear. So That's true. I didn't think of that. Good point. And I mean, he was throwing that underwear. He grabbed like two or three handfuls. <laughs> Homeboy's got a lot of underwear. So he may have enough for the whole, because there's only like, what, eight kids in the Glee Club? So That's he true. might have them. Why does he have so many underwear? Like that whole drawer was full of his underwear. I think oh. it's normal to have that. To have a whole drawer full of underwear. Yeah, I don't have that much, but I should. It'd be hmm. nice if I did. That'd be cool. Hmm. Do we have okay. to wear the same ones for three days? What's up? Well, that's and how you do it. Like you're supposed to wear them until they have holes in it, throw it away, and buy a new <laughs> bag, right? <laughs> then you buy another pack of three, and then you wear those. Yeah. <laughs> they make underwear now that's like like forty dollars a pair. Like, hmm. like they make some really expensive ones nowadays. Like like really expensive yeah. designer underwear and stuff. Why? What's the point? I don't know. Anyways, scene six. The next day at Glee Club practice, Zach sits on the risers oh. with the rest of the clubbers and tells them, "All right, everybody, do it just like we practiced." They all get into position as Mr. Tuttle and Belding walk in the room. Mr. Tuttle says to Belding, now the progress we've made might not be clear to the amateur ear. This is amateur. Amateur? Mm -hmm. Amateur ear. Belding, (laughs) not fucking around, as the kids call it. That's what they called it in the 90s, December 23rd of 1990. (laughs) Says, enough excuses, Tuttle. Your time is up. Let's hear what you got. 
Oh, shit. It's, it almost sounds like they're going to have like a dance battle, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> they both turn to the... Cl- they both turn to the Glee Club as Mr. Tuttle says, okay, everyone, remember, posture, pitch, and pray. Hmm. As Tuttle winces just before they begin, Zach nudges Screech in the arm <laughs> to press play at the boom box down below. Because <laughs> nobody would notice that. That's subtle. <laughs> Once he does this, a beautiful rendition of Oh, When the Saints Go Marching In begins to play on the Ghetto Blaster. Hell yeah. <laughs> The Glee Club, the Glee Club now lip sync to the recording. As Tuttle conducts, Belding is surprised at the performance and loves it. Once they finish, Mr. Tuttle and Belding both clap. Belding says, my goodness, you sound like a completely different Glee Club. Mm-hmm. It's because they are. Mm-hmm. Belding turns to Tuttle and says, Mr. Tuttle, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Mr. Tuttle retorts, yes. I'd say you made a total fool of yourself. Belding, not amused by the comment, turns back to Tuttle and says, I said I'm sorry. Mr. Tuttle backs down and says, okay, okay. Belding turns back to the Glee Club and says, well, it's clear you'll make Bayside proud at the All City Sing. The clubbers all cheer and clap. Belding turns back to Tuttle and says, bring home a winner. Belding then leaves the choir room. Mm Mm-hmm. Once he leaves, Tuttle, not buying their bullshit, suspiciously says, okay, I've just witnessed a miracle. I'd like to know how it was accomplished. Zach proudly boasts, well, sir, it was a miracle of modern technology. Mm-hmm. Cutting edge technology. <laughs> <laughs> State of the art technology. Space science technology. This cassette player. The reason we sound like a completely different Glee Club is because we were a completely different Glee Club. Mm. Screech picks up the boot box to use as a visual aid. Mr. Tuttle says, Zachary, that's despicable, deceitful, and I'm delighted you did it. The gang Mm. all cheer. Yay. Jesse asks, but what are we going to do to the, (laughs) but what are we going to do in the competition? AC adds, yeah. We can fool Belding, but we're never going to fool the judges. Mr. Tuttle says, fear not. Now that you've bought me some time, I'll have you singing like you've never sung before. Zach says, well, that's good, Mr. Tuttle, because we've never sung before. Mm-hmm. They'll just laugh. <laughs> I still don't see how this fooled Belding and Tuttle. And Tuttle had no way of knowing how this miracle took place. <laughs> like, well, how are all your voices coming just from that one specific area right down there? How are you throwing your voice to Screech's feet? Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, how do you sound amplified when you're not amplified? Yeah. Well, like, yeah. These kids are donating their time. Once again, this is an after school activity. They're donating their time. Why is Belling seems being such a dick about it? <laughs> he's he's almost acting like if you can't win, you're not going. Like seriously, yeah. But, but same note, like they can't tell it's coming from radio. Like it would sound like a radio <laughs> unless that's the most yeah. amazing boombox ever, and it just sounds lifelike. <laughs> and they all have speakers next to their mouths. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hmm. Scene a seven. Ooh. In the music room, the Glee Club gather as Mr. Tuttle sits at the piano. 
Ooh. Zach Morris addresses us, the audience. Now that the Glee Club is in the competition, Mr. Tuttle and I have come up with a plan. Feature the best singers and hide everyone else. <laughs> Zach gets up and joins the rest of the club. While Tuttle plays a chord on the piano, he says to AC, who's leaning against the piano like a cool jock boy. Oh, shit. Slater, can you hold the pitch? Slater says, sure. If someone throws me the ball... A nurse standing by scoffs and says, that must be some sort of jock joke. AC then holds his fist to the nerd as if to he's, as if he's going to violently abuse him for making a comment. I love that for our principal character. It's nice. And by the way, Jimmy, just so you were. So he said, can you hold a pitch to Slater? Meaning, right. can you hold the music pitch? But what see what you see AC thought is like a baseball pitch, and like oh. you throw a, and like so he's like sure if you throw me the ball like a pitch like a like a baseball like a pitch. Do you do you understand? But if okay, but if if pitch is a verb, yeah. like how can you hold a verb? Like that would be like if you can hold running, like that doesn't make sense. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think about that. It's a good point. No, I'm saying for them, like for the joke that they did, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, can you hold? Can you hold the pitch? I guess that mean I don't know if hold the pitch is an actual real baseball term. Well, like, like I like, would can you think hit the ball. I would think like you know, okay, you're in a baseball game, right? And the person on first just threw up all over the base, right? And yeah. the pitcher is about to throw the ball. At that point, the the referee would go, "Hey, can you hold the pitch?" Because this dude just threw up all over first base. Yeah, yeah. but th- that would make sense. But I guess it's Slater's reaction that throws me. Sure, if someone throws me the ball, like I don't know. Anyway, that, that didn't make much sense. Go ahead, continue with your story. <laughs> Such a good story. Let me tell it to the world. Just tell it to the judge. Bonus points if you know what that's from. <laughs> Mr. Tuttle, ignoring the violent threat, just chuckles and says, Settle, singers, settle. Kelly, let's hear you sing a scale. Uh-oh. Kelly, who's always a team player, says, Okay. Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. She looks at Mr. Tuttle with a face as if to ask, Was that any good? Mr. Tuttle says, Well... You got all the words, right? I thought it would have been a funny joke if he was like, Kelly, let's hear you sing a scale. And Kelly's just like, scale! I don't know. I just thought that'd be funny. Go ahead. Zach, looking down at his itinerary, says, "Uh, looks like Jesse, you're up next. Jesse, with her face buried in an American history book, pulls it down, revealing that she's wearing a face mask. Oh, like, what kind of an idiot would wear a surgical mask to keep from getting sick? She looked absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> like, that oh would never God, happen. If you haven't oh, seen this episode, you should Google it and look it up. It looks so nice. Oh, oh, oh and, your, and your cute little story, I guess, next, what? Everybody's going to be wearing them? Like, everybody in public? <laughs> oh, so stupid. So stupid. <sighs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Flash forward to 30 years later. Exactly. <laughs> We're all wearing them. Anyway, <clears throat> Mr. Tuttle sees this and asks, oh, are we keeping you from surgery, Dr. Spano? Oh, shit. And Jesse says, Lisa's got a cold and I'm not going to allow her germs to invade my body. 
they already Lisa have says, sure. uh that's not what you said the other night oh damn no she didn't zach tired of her silliness says come on jesse you've got a great voice don't you want to go to hawaii jesse says what good will it do me if i got pneumonia Ooh. zach says look all we need is one good singer AC, standing next to the piano in his pleated jeans, says, yeah, and the rest of us can hum. (laughs) Mr. Tuttle now turns to Violet, who's been sitting quietly to herself. Tuttle says, Violet, you're up. Violet walks over to the piano. Mr. Tuttle plays a chord. Violet prepares and begins to sing Doremi. When she does, a beautiful voice comes out. Mm -hmm. The rest of the gang are impressed. Mr. Tuttle wanting... Nope. Mr. Tuttle, wanting to test her range, says, try the next octave. And this time moves up an octave. Violet sings again with perfect pitch and even adds a little operatic elements to the performance. The rest of the clubbers jump up from their seat. Mr. Tuttle says, fantastic, Violet. You're going to be our soloist. Violet looks over at Tuttle and asks, me? In front of the group? All by myself? No, no, no. Please get someone else. She then bashfully hangs her head. But she was just in front of the group all by herself. <laughs> yeah. Zach okay. now places his arm around Screech and pulls him aside. He says, Screech, old buddy, she's your woman. Take her out in the hall and talk her into it. He then looks at Screech and makes a slapping gesture. Huh. He's going to huh. smack her? Like, fucking tell her. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> After Zach steps away, Screech turns to Violet and says, Come here, my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, as far as Jesse goes, like I've I've seen her movie where she's all in Vegas and she dances and stuff. And she's had a lot of germs yeah. in her body already. I'm pretty sure about that. <laughs> um, and yeah, I've seen the Mass Singer. That was not her. <laughs> and if it was, if it was, she forgot all of that when she was on. <laughs> so just saying. I mean, it's not the first time she's sung in something. You know, I've seen her sing like in other stuff too. She's not bad. She's pretty good. So, she wasn't on Mass Singer. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. She was like the unicorn, I think it was, or something like that. But she was not very good. Did you notice the nerd after the violent threat that AC did? No. After mm-hmm. the scene had moved on to Kelly and the other singers, the nerd stood there looking at Slater as if he was going to like, <laughs> like shoot up the school or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, oh my god, like that would ever happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> scene eight. Out in the hallway, Screech walks with Violet. Violet says, but everyone will be staring at me. My goal in life is to blend in. Screech says, don't worry, Violet. You'll be fantastic. I'll be right there behind you. Kind of like your nerd in shining armor. Violet smiles and says, oh, you promise? Screech says, I promise my heart. Why is he promising his heart? Like he's talking <laughs> to his girlfriend. Violet says, all right, I'll do it for you (laughs) then they get closer yeah and closer oh shit and even closer oh no ooh and closer still oh yeah yeah and they hug oh yeah Violet says oh you're such a doll I know my parents will like you just as much as I do. Screech has a surprised look on his face. Violet goes on. Oh, they want you to come to dinner Saturday night. 
Screech with his mouth agape exclaims, huh? Hmm. Violet excitedly says, yeah, they're real eager to meet you. She looks down at her watch and says, oh, I got to run. Edward's waiting in the limo. Bye. Hmm. She then walks off, leaving Screech in shock and not knowing what to do. Hmm. All right. So this is where we take our next break. Hmm. So Screech got Violet to sing in the competition, but now has to meet the parents. Oh, shit. Will he make a good impression? Will Violet win them the trip to Hawaii? Oh, maybe. Did Mr. Tuttle sleep with Belling's wife? Ooh, I think he did. We'll be back. Hey, movie fans. Have you ever wanted just one more adventure from your favorite film heroes? Ever imagined an alternate entry in your favorite movie franchise that didn't suck? Then Sequel Quest is the podcast to make your wildest cinematic fantasies come true. Every episode, Adam, Jeff, and Jeremy pitch imaginary sequels, prequels, and reboots to your favorite movie franchises like E.T. the Extraterrestrial, cult classics like Surf Ninjas and the Monster Squad, famous flops like Jupiter Ascending, how about a third Tim Burton Batman film or getting back on the ice with the Mighty Ducks? With over a hundred episodes in our archives, you'll definitely find a favorite as the SQ crew reminisce about the films and find creative, cool, and wacky ways to continue the fun on the silver screen. Sequel Quest is presented by the Retro Network and can be found on any of your favorite podcast apps. Just search Sequel Quest and prepare yourselves for fake movie fun at its finest. And we are back. Oh man, you have been saving that one up, haven't you? You've been practicing that for a couple weeks, haven't you? Yeah, but I still don't have that good distance spitting that I really want. Right, but, what, but I mean, why the nine iron? Why couldn't you have used another club? <laughs> it's just my, it's, it's a nine iron, man. That's like the most famous iron. Huh. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. If you were to say a three hybrid, like people, it wouldn't have the same effect. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, it's that's all about point. the pageantry and how you announce it. That's true. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's like, that's that's the rule I use when I go boop. <laughs> It's all about the pageantry. (laughs) (laughs) I open up the door and I come waltzing out like, ha ha. (laughs) Yeah. It's all about the pageantry. Yeah. The costumes. Yeah. So in this episode, um, I mean, me and you, we always talk about something at this time, like that has something to do with the show. And obviously yeah. we've met parents before, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but I've met a parents before. Have you ever had a negative reaction meeting somebody's parents? Like parents didn't like you. <laughs> um, well, I haven't had to meet too many parents in my day, oddly enough, because I've been in some, uh, I, I don't know. I'm not going to say a lot of serious relationships, but I don't know, a bunch, <laughs> small. Is it a skosh? Is that right? A tad? Okay. I don't know what the sure. right word is. And it's kind of interesting. I don't know if it's just our generation or what, but I have, I've only had to meet 
I've only been in a relationship with a, a, a girl who only... I've only had one relationship where the girl had a dad. The rest were all oh. just moms. It's really mm, weird. That's interesting. Who was that? So I've, all, so I've only had to meet a dad once, and that was uh, with my kid's mom. Okay. Huh. So, yeah. That's interesting. Strange. Yeah. Well, I, I've told the story about my first girlfriend when I met her parents. How her parents hated me. Yeah. Because I got into ice skating for free. <laughs> Legitly. Oh, right. Like, I didn't sneak in. So, I told that story. Um, when I when I had first met my wife, her parent well, they still are. Her parents are separated and um, divorced. And, um, like, her mom immediately got along with me because my wife's aunt was directing the show I was in, right? So we immediately say, cause you're the same age. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, cause we were in, in, in the English class together. Um, <laughs> and so like we got along immediately, like, cause I'm a little bit older than my wife, just, just a tiny bit. And, um, well, when it came time to meet her dad, it was interesting because, you know, like in every divorce relationship, there's always like the the perceived bad guy. You know what I mean? Like from the kid's perspective. Well, it just seems like it. You know what I mean? Like in a lot of relationships. I'm divorced. Like, no, you you know what I'm talking about. Am I the bad guy? <laughs> no. Is there something? Is this your way of telling me something? No, no, no. Did my no, daughters no. talk to you? <laughs> Well, um, they told me not to say anything. Um, they told me not to mention any names. Um, but you know how in a lot of divorce relationships, like it seems like whoever whoever the kids live with, like the other one is the bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what you're saying. Of course, I know what you're okay. saying. Right. No, I grew up in a divorced household. Because well, it sounds like you're just a great, like okay, like just go on. You know what I mean, <laughs> no. well, I'm just trying to. I don't know where you're going with this. That's why. Well, it's like okay. Her dad was that, <laughs> right? Was the bad guy? Yeah. Okay. And so when when I met him, he was already on his heels. Like he was already wanting to get ahead of this because he thought that. You know, like the good little boyfriend that I would side with my girlfriend and, you know, he's a dick, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so he had asked me, he's like, hey, kid, would you mind driving me to the store? I don't know my way around town. I'm like, yeah, I don't mind. So we get in the car and he starts saying, listen, I know you've probably heard some things. <laughs> he starts that. <laughs> and I really didn't want to have a conversation because that's an uncomfortable conversation. So I stopped him. I was like, well, time out. Hold on a second. I don't know you. <laughs> I've never met you. <laughs> You are not my dad. You didn't do anything to me. <laughs> so until you do, <laughs> we're just meeting. Like this isn't this isn't a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know you. I don't know anything about you. So so I I, I like to think I turned that negative into a positive. Oh, good for you. Yeah. What you should have said was I don't. She's actually never even mentioned you before. I didn't even know you were still alive. To be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so what was up. it like adopting her? Oh, oh, you're her. Oh, you're biological. Well, I'm sorry. She told oh, me other I things. I thought you were now, uncle at first. <laughs> now she gets along with them and they call each other a lot and we go visit and all this kind of stuff. But it wasn't always like that. And so, and I had a feeling it wasn't hmm. always going to be like that. So, yeah. yeah. So that was, that was a, a situation where um, a negative turned into a positive. Well, good for you. That's and nice. 
my wife understood as well. Like, you know, just because you don't get along with them doesn't mean I can't, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't have a dad at all. So this is the closest to a dad I'm ever going to have. So, mm. yeah, so I shouldn't have to hate him. Yeah. Even though you're like two months older than him, but still. No, I'm just, yeah, I'm just he calls me Uncle Jimmy. It's the weirdest thing. No, that's all right. <laughs> I jest, I jest, but you're not you're not that much older than your wife. It's not that bad. No, I'm nine years older than my wife. Yeah, it's less than ten years. It's not that big a deal. Yeah. At least yeah. it's not now. It was right. you know a long time ago. But not <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. and this is going to surprise a lot of listeners, but she's the mature one. I know. <laughs> I know that's shocking. I know everybody at home is like, what? No, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. But I don't think I've ever met any of my other girlfriends. No, that's not true. I've met all their dads, but it was just more like a, what's up? Like it wasn't really, it was never really a formal thing. <clears throat> yeah. How, how yeah. were you meeting your daughter's boyfriends? Oh, that's a quite a little spin on it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I didn't really meet. It wasn't like because because my their mother and I were separated, so we okay. didn't. I didn't really get a chance when they started dating. They were kind of living with her most of the time. Oh, okay. And they were with me, so when they got little boyfriends, they didn't really come to where I was. They, okay. Because you know, right. they were. Because I live like forty minutes away, you know. So right, right. Um, but um, so I don't know. I, I don't really have too much experience with that. But I mean, they're both in relationships now. I mean, one of my daughters is married. Right. To him, she was her. They were together in high school. So okay. He seems like an all right kid. Um, and then my other daughter, she's not married, but they do have a child together, and mm. they're still together, and he's all right. I mean. They're both, they both need maturing to do, especially the one, the second one I was talking about, but, uh, right. um, but I guess they're, <laughs> they're all right kids, I guess. Hmm. When it comes time to meet my kids, uh, boyfriends or girlfriends, I'm not going to discriminate. Like I'm going to be just as questioning for the guys as I am the girls. Like I'm not going to discriminate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's cause I, I've, yeah. I've seen it like with my dad. You know, like when my sister would bring a guy home and he's, you know, what's your what time are you going to be home and drilling him with questions. But then my brothers would bring a girl home and it's just like, hey, and it like, stay the ladies you want, you know, that kind of thing. No, 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 no. Girls can 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 be just as as bad for a, a, for somebody than the guy can. So they're well, going to get the same treatment. As far as like, you know, like you're talking about, you know, what time is she going to be home kind of right. thing and then stay out as late as you want, you know. There is a difference there because one is the guy is driving and has to drop them off. So it's not like, you know, so it's like, what time are you going to be dropping off my daughter? Like she's riding with you. What time are you dropping her off? Right. I'll drop her off at 10 o'clock. You better be fucking 10 o'clock, not 10 o'clock. Like 10 o'clock. Whereas the other way around, he's driving and he has to take his date home. Right. You know, I mean, I mean, I don't know about stay as late as you want, but like it would be more like you... The girl, you need to be home at 10. The dude, you need to be home at 10.30. But I mean, I don't think a dad's... When a dad questions their daughter's boyfriend, (laughs) I don't think his sole concern is what time she's going to be home. Like, you know what I mean? I don't think he's worried about a curfew. He's worried about his daughter's well-being. And I'm just as worried about 
my kid's well-being, whether they're dating a guy or a girl. You know what I mean? Right. And so it doesn't matter what their gender is. They're still going to get the same treatment. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of what are your intentions? You know, how many people yeah. have you did? You know, that kind of, where did you meet? What did you think of? You know, that kind right. of thing. It's going to be a lot of questions. True. Sure. Um, and I don't discriminate. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be a dick. Don't get me wrong. But I'm definitely going to make sure that they're a nice person. They don't have any, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't I know. got you. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. All right. So you ready to get back into this? I am ready to get back into this. So when we left off, Zach has talked the gang into joining the Glee Club in hopes to win the All City Sing and get a free trip to Hawaii for the Aww. finals. But they soon realize the Glee Club isn't any good oh. until they hear Violet sing. Mm. It is now up to her to win the competition for oh. the school. Meanwhile, Screech is about to meet his girlfriend, Violet's parents, for the first time (laughs) and is a bit nervous Mm. because he's very self-aware, which is good. He got that going from this. That's good. Scene nine. As Screech continues to walk in fear, he happens upon the rest of the gang down the hallway. Zach spots him and asks, Hey, Screech, did you talk her into it? Screech, with a squeak in his voice, says, yeah. The gang all cheer. Yay. Screech shuts that shit down quick when he says, but I'm in terrible trouble. Kelly asks, why? Screech goes on, well, our parents invited me over for dinner. They're rich. I don't know how I'm supposed to act around them. I'm just a geek with a squeaky voice. <laughs> Zach says, Oh, don't worry about it, Screech. We'll help you. Lisa adds, Yeah, we'll teach you everything you need to know to fit right in. Slater, ready to give him the best advice, puts his arm around Screech and says, Look, if you really want to get in good with her mother, say, Excuse me, has anyone ever told you you look much like? And then name some big movie star. Mm. Moms always fall for that. Jesse says, is that why you told my mother she looks like Candace Bergen? <laughs> Slater looks at Jesse for a second and says, oh, no, that's true. You know, like a liar. <laughs> As Jesse smiles with confidence, AC rolls his eyes at Screech. Uh-huh. <laughs> I thought Jesse was smart. <laughs> and not the, well, there's book smart and there's street smart, Jimmy. That's true. You're right. That's a good point, Tag. Thank you, Jimmy. Um, it's funny how Screech is labeled a dork or whatever, but he really does have a nice support system in place, you know? <laughs> yeah, it helps him feel good about himself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they do. They really do. I mean, they're all like, hey, well, I don't know how to talk to these people's parents. Well, well I'll help you. you know, oh, so I, thought, cool. <laughs> I thought you were making fun of the fact that they always call him dork and geek and Lisa's always ragging <laughs> on him and stuff. And well, they do. Zach but they're is also- always trying to take advantage of him somehow. Like, <laughs> They do, but they're also helping him, too, when he needs them. Scene 10. The next day, Screech walks into the classroom with his head hanging in shame. Oh, no. Slater asks, hey, Screech, how did it go? Lisa asks, tell me every detail. Kelly adds, from the beginning. Screech (laughs) says, well... He then stares into the camera lens with a goofy face as he tells his tale from last night meeting the parents. Screech says, I did just what you guys told me to do. 
We cut to Screech sitting at the dinner table of Violet's parents' house. Screech says, Mrs. Bickerstaff, has anyone ever told you that you look like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Hmm. Later, he's served dinner on a fancy plate. Screech says, so these are frog legs. If I eat them, will I get warts? Even hmm. later, he has a finger bowl placed in front of him. He asks, why do they call these finger bowls? Screech reaches into the bowl and pulls out the lemon that sits in the water and takes a bite. He says, wow, this lemon soup is delicious. Can I have seconds? Mrs. Bickerstaff, where are you going? Mrs. Bickerstaff? Screech then gets up from the table and unbeknownst to him, the tablecloth is tucked into his pants as he walks away after Mm. Mrs. Bickerstaff and pulls the tablecloth off the table along with all the dishes. No. After telling his tale of woe to the gang, he says, I guess I blew it. Kelly, always being positive, says, I'm sure it's not as bad as you think. Just then, Mr. Tuttle enters the room. He asks, well, how are my singers today? They all just give a humdrum answer. Violet then enters the room. Mr. Tuttle says, and here's my star, Violet. You're our ticket to Hawaii. Mukulakahiki. Mm-hmm. Come on, you want to lay me. Pass the point, Mahalo. Violet looks. it was inappropriate that he's saying that to a high yeah, school Yeah, I thought it was strange, too. Violet <laughs> looks at Screech and then back to Mr. Tuttle and says, I'm sorry, Mr. Tuttle. But I'm quitting the Glee Club. She I'm sorry, what'd she say? But I'm quitting the Glee Club. I can't think like that. In my own attic room. <laughs> Go ahead and make jokes. See if I care. She then walks off as whispers fall on the rest of the gang. Screech sent. Whisper, huh? whisper. Oh, whisper, whisper. Cheese the pickles, pickles, and cheese, cheese, pickles. <laughs> Screech just stands there with his head hanging in shame. He says, she hates me and doesn't want to be around me anymore. I'm just a geek with a squeaky voice. <laughs> Zach in a fuck screech kind of way keeps his plan in action and says, well, Jesse, it's up to you. You've got to take over. You're the only one with a voice as good as Violet's. Jesse with a hoarse voice says, want to bet? Nay, nay. <laughs> We are juvenile. I caught Lisa's cold. Oh, sorry. I caught Lisa's cold. They all turn to Lisa as she does her. (laughs) And then she picks up her foot and starts like stomping on the ground. (laughs) They all turn to Lisa as she does her opening shot from the intro and says, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, it's like it's like when we spotted that one from the Golden Girls. It's like, how oh, she did the thing? Like, <laughs> it is the thing. <laughs> Once again, Screech labeled a dork, but he has the unearned confidence of a Kardashian. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. He's not afraid to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the yeah. pink border. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the pink border. Aww. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny. They could all sure sing in Zack Attack. Just saying. Yeah. I wish they I wish they weren't liars. <laughs> Scene Lavon. A few minutes later, the girls enter into the girls' restroom. Kelly says, I gotta take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> they hear crying from one of the stalls. <laughs> from one of the stables. That you and they're jerking Kelly off. Kelly taps in the stall door. What? <laughs> that you and they're jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> 
Kelly taps on the, st- <laughs> the stall door and asks, Violet, is that you? Violet snorts, which makes Kelly jump. Lisa says, it was. Just then, Violet comes out of the stall with toilet paper in her hands, wiping her tears. The toilet paper hangs all the way down to the ground, leaving a long tail behind her. <laughs> she paces back and forth, crying in front of the girls. Jesse asks, what's wrong? Violet says, <laughs> <laughs> Violet says, oh, things are so awful. I don't know where to start. Jesse whispers, why don't you start with, why did you quit the glee club? <laughs> Violet, <laughs> sniffling through her tears, says, oh, sorry about that. I know I let everyone down, but it would just be too painful. She then snorts into her toilet paper. Kelly puts her hand on her shoulder and asks, Violet, what would be too painful? Violet says, oh, being around Samuel, you see, he made a few mistakes when he came over to my house for dinner. Jessie, with a raspiness in her voice and an oatbag on her face, <laughs> asks, you hate him because of that? <laughs> Violet now cries even more and asks, oh, he thinks I hate him? Oh, no, poor Samuel. And she cries more. Lisa chimes in, yeah, the poor dork. Uh, uh, I mean, the poor handsome dork is miserable. Violet says, I have to tell him the truth. She then leaves the restroom snorting and crying some more, all the while leaving a long trail of toilet paper in her wake. Hmm. It's, a, <laughs> it's amazing that the girl's restroom looks just like the boy's restroom. That's crazy. <laughs> um, why, why, did, why did she quit? Like, I'm... Because her parents say she's not allowed to see him anymore, and so since she can't see him anymore, she doesn't want to be in Glee Club with him, so she quit Glee Club. Well, the parents aren't going to know that they're together in Glee Club? But they can't be together. Huh. Okay. So she doesn't want to see him at all. So it's one of those, if I can't have you, nobody can. Uh, It's one of those, (laughs) no, thank you, I'm not interested. (laughs) But I never noticed it before, but Jessie is built like a beautiful Clydesdale. She is, isn't she? <laughs> <sighs> and I bet she could use her hair, like swing it back and forth and use it to get flies off her ass. <laughs> Where, where's Margie Whipple at? Let's do it get along really well. <laughs> Oh, that's messed up. (sighs) Scene 12. Mm. Later in the auditorium, Zach sits with Screech on the edge of the stage. Screech, always thinking about his buddy, Zach, says, Zach, I'm sorry I drove Violet out of the Glee Club and ruined our chances for Hawaii. Zach says, oh, that's okay, Screech. I'm just sorry you lost your girlfriend. Screech says, thanks. Me too. Just Mm. then, Violet walks onto the stage. Screech spots her and exclaims, Violet! Violet steps over to Zach and asks, Zach, can we be alone? As Zach is about to walk away, Screech says, okay, Violet, (laughs) and turns to leave. Zach grabs his shirt and pulls him back. Zach says, not with me. She wants to be alone with you. Zach walks away and rolling his eyes. Hmm. Violet walks over and sits down next to Screech on the edge of the stage. After a few awkward seconds, she says, Um, Samuel, after you left last night, my parents forbid me to go out with you anymore. 
Screech and Violet hang their heads. Violet goes on. It would just be too painful to see you in Glee Club. Screech says, Violet, I should be the one to quit. I only joined to be with you. Violet says, oh, Samuel, I couldn't perform in public without you behind me. Oh, Oh, man. I'm sorry. Screech says, I don't have to be standing on the bleachers to be behind you. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'll always be behind you. Oh, damn. Samuel then takes Violet's hands as she coos like a bird. <laughs> You know, Screech has normal moments at times, and it's actually nice to see when he's just normal. Yeah, I agree. Not over I the mean, top. Not to be like, not to be saying, "Oh, he's a nerd." Yeah, but now look, now he's normal. Like, I don't mean like that, but no. <laughs> I get what you're saying. You're talking like they portray, you know, Screech as a geek, you know, or a, a nerd yeah. or whatever. But I think in in our terminology, he was more. <laughs> he's more like a spaz. Like he just. He's so he, as the kids would say nowadays, he's extra. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just so far out in left field sometimes, and he and he does it with, you know, what the Japanese call chutzpah. So it just he's just so far out there. Like he's embarrassing to be around. I'd be embarrassed to be in a in a restaurant with him. So I get it. I get what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, it's nice to see him toned down. You know, yeah. like to see the medication take effect, that kind of thing. So. <laughs> As the kids say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love how um, they care nothing at all about the club, just Hawaii. Like they, <laughs> they don't care about the school, repre- you know, representing the school. They don't care about how mm. good they sing. They don't care about any of that. All they care about is going to Hawaii. That's it. That's all they care about. That's the whole reason why they join. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but me and you actually cared tech. We cared about our choir. That's right. Um, I didn't care about a trip to Hawaii or, well, we weren't even offered a trip to Hawaii. Exactly. We were offered a trip to the King Center in the back of uh, air, of a bus that didn't have air conditioning. So there. Yeah. Um, All I cared about was the notes and the tones <laughs> and the pageantry. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. And going to all county as an alto because your voice hadn't changed it. <laughs> I wasn't Jimmy. No, I wasn't Jimmy. Stop. <laughs> the screech really did get all the good lines, though. I mean, I said earlier that I was like, well, no, I don't know if it's that he got. No, I, I kind of take that back. He did get some good lines. <laughs> you know, I like the whole. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Violet. Not with me, with you. That was fun. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Scene 13. Ooh. It's performance time, Jimmy. Aww. The gang all wait backstage, all dressed in shirts and red ties. They listen to a choir performing the Old Mill Stream before them and are impressed. Kelly says, gee, Valley's Glee Club is pretty good. You know, and I know because I've been in Glee Club for a week now. (laughs) Valley. I didn't realize they made reference to Valley. That's funny. I didn't catch that. Zach says, "Uh, don't worry about it, Kelly. Well, we're in Hawaii. They'll still be down by the old mill stream. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a choir joke. You guys probably don't get it because you weren't in choir. <laughs> you don't get that. Yeah. Just then, Samuel walks backstage. 
Violet sees him and says, Samuel. <laughs> Screech walks over and says, I just wanted to let you know that I'm here. And I wanted to give you this. <laughs> and he unzips his pants. <laughs> <laughs> now, he hands her a single red rose. She takes the rose and coos. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Violet's parents... The bigger staffs or bitcher staffs walk backstage. <laughs> Mrs. Bitcher staff sees Screech and asks, Violet, <laughs> what are you doing with that boy? That's awesome. What are you doing with that boy? Violet sees them and asks, Mom, Dad, what are you doing backstage? Which is a better question. That's true. Just saying. That's a good point. Mr. Bitcherstaff says, well, we wanted to wish you luck before you performed. Mr. Mitcher, Bitcher. <laughs> Mr. Bitcherstaff then turns to Screech and says, uh, young man, please excuse us. Oh, damn. Yeah. And then Mrs. Bitcherstaff was like, yeah, you have to get out. You have to get out. <laughs> Screech says, well, sure. I didn't even hear you burp. The pitcher wow. staffs are neither amused nor want to deal with this baloney, baloney. from this poor Nicky kid. Baloney. They just sigh. Mr. Biggerstaff says, Violet, we're very disappointed you chose to obey us. Violet says, but dad, <laughs> I can tell in this line right here that all that was written was, but dad, <laughs> he was just yeah. dot, dot, dot. That's all that was written down. Because yeah. it bothers me when like, Cause you know when like people are supposed to get cut off, yep. But they don't like learn what the full line should yeah. be. They but only Dad, learn he was what's just written. <laughs> and, and, like, hey, and then they get cut off. And two seconds later, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, but Dad, he was just. But then is interrupted when Mister Tuttle says, "It's time, line up, we're on." Ooh. As the Glee Club is lining up to go on stage, Mrs. Bitcherstaff pulls Violet aside and says, We'll continue this conversation at home. Giggle, giggle. <laughs> <laughs> That's an old Taint Funny reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do dolphins say? <laughs> giggle, giggle. <laughs> he had his role with that. I don't know why. I don't know why it was so funny. It's so funny. And then they both walk away. Like a couple of stuck-up dicks. Ooh, damn. We don't have music for that, and we shouldn't have music for that. Fuck the bicker staffs. Exactly, the bitcher staffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, what's Mrs. Bitcher Staff and Mr. Dicker Staff? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, no, right. you didn't. After the bitcher staffs leave, Violet stands there feeling ashamed, alone, and sorry for Samuel. Mm-hmm. She holds a rose that was just given to her as she begins to cry. She runs off. Screech stands there alone, unknowing what to do. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I've been to so many of these contests. It's her first love. Sorry, I was being <laughs> Michael Gross. <laughs> I, I've been to to so many of these contests. Like, this brought back some memories. Like, you know, listening to other choirs and standing backstage waiting to go on and stuff. Um, <laughs> their uniforms sucked. Like, that's they're terrible. <laughs> Cause this is supposed to be like a ritzy part of town. Like, like it's, that's yeah, garbage. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, her mom's a bitch. Yeah. And the whole time, just poor Jesse, man. Like, cause she didn't know what the fuck was going on. You know what I mean? Like, cause she couldn't see anything. She couldn't see what was going on. 
Because <laughs> you had the oat bag on still. What's that? Because she still had the oat bag around her face. Or what? Or the <laughs> she had the blinders on. <laughs> okay, so I, I do She's have like, to just guys, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> Why well, do I have to have this piece talking. of metal in my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I do have to address the horse in the room and not Jesse. But <laughs> Violet is supposed to be ugly. Is that what, what I mean? She in this scene, she literally looks like Britney Spears in the yeah, Hit Me One More Time video. She does, yeah, except she's not showing off her belly. That's it. <laughs> That's the only difference. Yeah. <sighs> 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 scene fourteen. <clears throat> the Glee Club is now on stage, <laughs> with the exception of <laughs> you okay. <laughs> <laughs> You think about the blinders? <laughs> Guys, what's going on? Guys, seriously, can you at least point me in the right direction? <laughs> are we going on stage yet? What are we doing? Where is it? Why is uh, everybody so quiet? That's funny. <sighs> Sorry. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, it's funny the way they got her to stand on, and on once they're on stage, when they got her to stand straight, they're like, just <laughs> <laughs> dangling a carrot. Yep. All right. Anyways, scene 14. The Glee Club is now on stage, with the exception of Violet. Zach whispers to Mr. Tuttle, Mr. Tuttle, Violet's not here. Tuttle whispers back, What? <laughs> That's it. Where is she? <laughs> Where is she? Kelly says, I bet I know. Bathroom. First doll. Kelly then leaves the stage. Tuttle whispers back to Zach. Great. What do I do in the meantime? Zach whispers back. You heard her. Stall. Stall. <laughs> Mr. Tuttle, now realizing he's going to have to filibuster the shit out of this, starts <laughs> off by saying, good evening. We're going to begin our program with a Stephen Foster medley. Uh, for those of you who uh, aren't familiar with the term, then all of a sudden, <laughs> with Zach's superpower, he calls for a timeout. Ooh, Everyone shit. freezes in place as Zach addresses us, the audience. Zach says, fortunately, I always have a backup plan. Zach pulls out a cassette tape out of his pocket. Oh, shit. That's some cutting edge shit right there. <laughs> That's cutting edge technology. Yeah. And he, he gives Jesse Hay as well. <laughs> <laughs> I like how they added the, the flag next to the stage. I don't, I don't know. It was, it was a small little thing. And I know the show didn't have a huge budget, but every huh. high school stage that we've ever performed on always had that flag on the side. They usually have the state flag, too, on one side and the U.S. Yeah. flag on the other. But I thought it was kind of neat. You know? Hmm. Yeah. All right. Scene 15. With the world frozen in time, Zach sneaks past the rest of the clubbers who are still frozen. Mm. He runs backstage to an unfrozen screech. That's weird. He says, screech, play this through the sound system. Mm. Screech takes the tape and says, okay, Zach, but I'm not sure how it works. Zach says, just do it. <laughs> 
And he oh, puts his now hand I up. know. He puts his hand up like this and, and screech flinches. <laughs> and now he has all the knowledge in how to operate it. As Screech loads the tape into the system, Zack walks back out on stage. He adjusts his tie and says, Time in. Everyone unfreezes and resumes doing what they're doing. Zack leans down to Mr. Tuttle and fills him in to the plan that has now been hatched. Mm. Tuttle agrees because why the fuck not, right? <laughs> he announces to the audience, did you write that, by the way? No. <laughs> I did? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Oh. <laughs> he announces to the audience, now we're going to sing that rousing jazz classic, When the Saints Go Marching In. Oh, okay. Yeah. After that, it's happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> then Tuttle, the ABC no. song. <laughs> <laughs> then we're gonna do <laughs> row, row, row your boat, but everybody's gonna start at a different time. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally finish off with the wheels in the bus go round and round. <laughs> Mr. Tuttle now steps in front of the choir. Meanwhile, backstage, Screech is having some issues of his own with the sound system. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, I had the same note. Why wasn't Screech frozen? Like, that doesn't make sense. So now Zach hmm. can pick and choose who gets frozen? Hmm. Anyways, um, that's a jazz song when the Saints go marching in? Well, I think it's more of like a uh, <laughs> Cajun. I don't know what is it called. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Cajun, like, like the New Orleans. New Orleans. Like I when I hear jazz, I think like weird chord progressions and they do that one chord and everybody play giggles. The right notes. Yeah. They do that one chord progression, everybody laughs. Like yeah. That's it's like jazz. It's like Louisiana jazz. But um yeah, back to your screech thing. Like I have so many questions. Like yeah. how is Screech not frozen in time? What did he think was going on out there when it just got all of a sudden dead quiet? For like no reason. All he hears is like Zach going, Time out. You know, and then like everything <laughs> just shuts up. And will he age differently now than everyone else? Well, also like, frozen? like if, if Zach is at school, right. And Screech is at home and he's having a conversation with his parents and all of a sudden his parents freeze. Is he like, God, fucking Zach, will you warn me when you do this shit? We're in the middle of a conversation, man. Like is <laughs> anywhere in the world, does he not freeze? Like when Zach freezes everything? Like, like what's the distance kind of a thing? Like, is it just a mile radius yeah. or right. only like a hundred feet or, you know, can Zach yeah. save somebody's life? Like if somebody commits suicide, they jump off a building. Can he save him? Yeah. I feel like I'm smelling like a comic book needs to be made here. Yeah. 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 Just saying. Scene 16. With Zach's new shady plan in action, Screech attempts to play a tape backstage to fool the audience. Except the tape is now playing at double speed. Mm. The Glee Club on stage now lip syncs to the now faster chipmunk version of Oh, mm. When the Saints Go Marching In. Belding watches in pure confusion. The Glee Clubbers panic as they're trying to keep up with the fast track. Then all of a sudden, mm. in a panic... Uh. Screech presses more buttons on the console backstage, and this makes the track now play at half speed. The Glee Clubbers now lip sync in slow motion. Hmm. Belding whispers to Tuttle, Tuttle, what's going on? What is what going is on? Going on? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, backstage, Screech is having a dickens of a time with the tape player. It has now gone to super fast 
and the tape mm-hmm. itself is being thrown out of the machine along with smoke. Mm. The glee clubbers are attempting to lip sync, but are panicked. Finally, Tuttle stops the performance and addresses the audience. He says, uh, let me explain. That was our, but just then Zach interrupts and says, what? what? That was our, and then Zach interrupts. Exactly. Yeah. See, that's how they do it on that show. That was our impression of a glee club tuning up. The audience members all clap at their performance. (laughs) Zach goes on. And now for some real singing with our feature soloist, Violet Bickerstaff. Kelly pulls Violet out onto the stage. Standing there nervously frantic, Violet awaits for the cue. Mr. Tuttle strikes a key on the piano for their note. The glee club sing out, Bum, bum. (laughs) Poor Jesse. Violet just... (laughs) Violet just stands there, not singing anything. Tuttle motions for the glee club to sing again. They sing again. Bum, bum. Violet's still not singing yet. Zach whispers, Violet, that's your cue. The glee club sing again. Bum, bum. Finally, Violet gets up the nerve and begins to sing. the new confidence Violet carries on the song alone she sings Starlight and dewdrops are waiting for song with (laughs) as the audience claps Screech walks over and takes Violet's hand not too shabby she sounded really good so did the actress that sang for her oh come on it was her why are they even trying to sing along with that tape (laughs) do they really think they can pull off fooling the audience at that point when this tape is messing up no I don't know Um, why is Zach introducing her not the teacher? Because <laughs> Zach has control issues. And he wants he, to be. In he's charge. only been in Glee Club for like three days or something. Like, yeah. and he's already speaking for the teacher in a performance. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> he's that entitled. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, my last mm-hmm. time I'll say it, she sucked ass and mess singer. That's arm. <laughs> Scene seventeen. Back in the max, the gang all sit around a booth. Lisa says, Screech, what you did for Violet was very romantic. Aww. To that, now that he's single, she's all like, what you did was so romantic. Hell yeah. 
Slater, along with his dimples, says, <laughs> yeah, Screech, we would have been lost if it wasn't for you. Zach says, I'm just sorry things aren't going to work out between you and... But is then interrupted when Violet <laughs> walks into the max. Screech exclaims, Violet. Then walking in behind her are Mr. and Mrs. Bitcherstaff. Oh, no. Screech sadly says, and your parents. <laughs> Screech gets up as the Bickerstaffs walk towards him. Mrs. Bickerstaff says, young man, <laughs> we saw you rescue our daughter tonight, and we no longer object to you seeing each other. <laughs> And then Screech is like, what? She's like, come with me if you want to love. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> oh. That's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, god. Oh shit. <sighs> Screech and Violet then make out. No, wait, sorry. No, they hug. They just hug. That's it. Oh, damn. <laughs> Zach says, All right, Screech. Mrs. Bitcher <laughs> Mrs. Bitcher staff says, Samuel, you are welcome to our house anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Zach with the zinger says, except for dinner time. Oh. And they all just laugh. Parents are allowed at the max. <laughs> it's a That's weird. Place. They're like the first know. parents to ever be there, I think. <laughs> first adults. Yeah, right. Aside from the max himself. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's the end of the episode. Oh. Of the episode. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Good times, good times. That was funny. All right. So, I have an email to read. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This one, don't worry, this one comes to us from Julia Cox. You know Julia. Oh, Julia who? Cox. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. I like Cox. (laughs) I'm talking about Julia. I know. Yeah. Julia says, hi, guys. Hi. It's Julia, winner of the Gilligan's Island DVD pack. Hell yeah. Contributor to the T-shirt design contest. Hell yeah. The only listener who completed the Hubcap Challenge and a frequent Facebook contributor. Hell yeah. She's the main cox. (laughs) So you can imagine my embarrassment when I realized that I wasn't a Patreon. And this is why. (laughs) She actually brings up a good point here. So she says, when you said Patreon and producer, I immediately dismissed my involvement. I didn't know what a Patreon was, and I knew (laughs) nothing about producing a podcast. I thought I needed like special computer equipment or skills. I know. So you can imagine my embarrassment when I realized my mistake. And then huh. I immediately signed up. Aww. Julia. And then I wondered how many other listeners may not be clear on the whole Patreon thing. I don't think it was ever explained in clear terms, and it should be. I consider myself to be a pretty educated, well-rounded person, but not so much in the area of podcasts or 
terminology. Maybe there are others out there like me. I would love to hear about your misconceptions you both have had. For me, there are many. In addition to not knowing what a Patreon was, I also never knew that the hole in the golf course is frequently moved. Hmm. Yeah, I know that. Non-golfers know nothing about this. And I didn't know that there are separate measuring cups for liquids and solid ingredients. And I was in my 30s before knowing that the paper holding a cupcake isn't edible. What the hell? <laughs> She's been eating like cupcake paper like until she was well into her 30s. I love the way she's opening up bottles. You're like, the fuck is wrong with her? Like she's eating- <laughs> you eat notebook paper at school too? Weirdo. <laughs> you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? <laughs> I hope that as your number one fan, I'm forgiven. And bringing a new Patreon member doesn't take away from the promise I made to give you each a million dollars when I win the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> Love and kisses, Julia Cox. You you do bring up a good point. And the the reason that me and I Tech, didn't bring up a good point. Oh, we were talking to Julia. <clears throat> yeah, Julia okay, yeah. Um okay, so Julia, you bring up a good point. And the reason we call them quote unquote producers is because it's just a like a like a filmmaking term that we came up with, you know, because um, well, anybody that um, provides money for a production right. of any kind, whether it's music or film or whatever, are called producers. Right. So. But because it has to do with classic television and me and Tech are into filmmaking and stuff that we, we wanted it to, to stay, you know, in that terminology. So we decided to, to call the, the Patreon subscribers producers. But as far as the role of a Patreon subscriber or a producer, um, you know, like we'll throw stuff to the Patreon subscribers, <coughs> excuse me, to ask them, like anytime we make a big change to the show, like when we started uh, Gilligan's Island, when we started the random episodes, um, all those get tossed to the Patreon subscribers first to see what they think. So, Although, like, Tack is, is correct that it, they're a, a producer is somebody that literally funds a production. But also, because there are Patreon subscribers and because we do look at them as producers, <clears throat> they should have a say in the direction of the show. And me and Tack kind of take that seriously. And we, you know, throw a lot of things to the producers to see what they think. So, uh, as far as the role, like, yeah, you, you're not, you'll never, like, get you know, audio files be like, it's your month to edit. Like it's where it's not, (laughs) we don't do stuff like that. Like it's not, (laughs) by the way, Julie, it's your turn to bring the cookies next time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It won't be anything like that. No, but I mean, you will be, you know, you you are, you'll be more involved in the, you know, decision-making of the show, but that's the extent. So, to add on to anybody else who's confused. So Patreon, what it is, you go to patreon.com. Right. It's a website. And what Patreon is, is where you can help fund a project of someone. So whether somebody's doing like us, we're doing a podcast. Or somebody might be doing creating a film or creating a comic book or right. what have you. So Patreon is where you can go there and you can fund someone's project by giving them monthly. How do you term this? You give them monthly payments towards right. their mm-hmm. project. So you can sign up for a dollar a month, five dollars a month, all all the way there are different tiers and which whichever tier you decide to go with, 
you'll get different benefits. So right. with some, you'll get, you know, free merchandise. Some you'll get nothing. Some, you know, it's just a dollar or $5. It all depends. It's all written out there. If you go to ours, which is patreon.com slash everybody podcast, that'll have everything broken down on what each tier, the benefits you get from each tier and so much money you give per month. So you're basically donating so much per month to a project, or in this case, to a very pretty podcast. And uh, with that, you'll, like Jimmy said, you have a basically a role in decision-making and where the show goes. Recently, we've been doing um, after shows mm-hmm. and sending yeah, them yeah. to the Patreons only. Yep. Um, and uh, this has been pretty good. This has been like at least 30 minutes each. Yeah. 30, but it's really just me and Tech just kind of candidly talking about the episode and what we thought of it and anything that happens to <laughs> come to our minds. You know, sometimes we'll explain something about the show itself or, you know, like insides as to how we watched it or what we thought of it or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> So that's basically what Patreon is, if you didn't know. So you go to patreon.com and, you know, check it out. But by no means should you feel obligated. Like, and that goes to everybody. Even like Julia, like we we joke, but by all means, don't feel obligated, please. Like that would would just make me attack feel bad. Uh, If you want to support the show, that's awesome. That's great. But don't, by no means, feel obligated to. Um, So, yeah. So, so she brings up some good points too, is what, what are some, some things that you didn't know until later in life that you realize now, like, you know, like oh. you've learned? <laughs> oh man, that's a good question. I think I've already shared that story like twice on the show. So I'm trying to think. Well, like I, I don't, I've never drank alcohol. Um, yeah. I didn't know that there were different glasses for different types of alcohol. Mm, you know what I mean? Answer. Like champagne glasses versus wine glasses versus, you know what I mean? I didn't think it made a difference. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Martini glass. Or yeah. like why a wine glass is designed the way it is. Like there's actually a function for that. There's a reason why it's yeah. designed that way. And I, I didn't know any of that. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's probably a billion things. I just haven't even thought of it. <laughs> um, Maybe I'll discuss it over there on the Patreon <laughs> on the after show. I don't know. I don't want to do that to people. That's kind of rude, but I can't think of anything. I already told you about the whole thing with my dad making money when I was a kid, right? Making. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. Well, I it's like I've got a story here. like that. Like when I was a kid, there there used to be this Dr. Pepper commercial, right? Yeah. And um, there was a guy on there that was singing, um, you know, the I'm the I'm a pepper, you're a pepper, he's a pepper, that dialogue, yeah, right? Yeah. And where they were dancing up the walls and all this kind of stuff. And yeah. I'm sitting there watching TV one day and the commercial was on. And as soon as the commercial ended, the commercial started again. Right? <laughs> and I remember going to my mom and saying, Mom, what does it what does it mean when a commercial's on twice in a row? Like it back to back. She said, Well, it probably means they made a mistake. So Every time the commercials would come on, I would fixate because I you, obviously you never know when it's going to play twice, but mm-hmm. I would always fixate on the commercial to try to, to spot what they did wrong the first time that made them, <laughs> that made them have to I do it, it again. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's funny. Yeah. And then it, I was like, I, I, I mean, Obviously, you reach a point where you're just like, that's ridiculous because it's pre-recorded. <laughs> and it wasn't until I was like 20-something years old, I was telling somebody a story. I'm like, oh, 
She meant like made a mistake in playing it twice, <laughs> not made the mistake during the, you know, yeah. So I can just see you getting frustrated. It still looks the same. I don't see it. <laughs> nothing was different. Yeah. Okay, next time I'm going to watch his hands. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do jazz fingers. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That's one. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. All right, Julie. Well, sorry, I don't have a story for you. I'm sure I get. I'm sure I'll think of one once we get done here. But, <laughs> but we appreciate it, and we're uh, welcome to being. You know, uh, welcome to being welcome. Producer. Yes. So in a way, um, you're kind of our boss. And, uh, it's good to hear from you as always. Okay. Um, our number one fan. Aww. <laughs> but you know, we did here. Uh, we had a good time tonight. We do love these shows. We just uh, it's all about the good times and the laughs. We do, and also. We would personally like to thank our producers from Patreon because without you guys, this wouldn't be possible. And of course, Julia, that includes you. Mm-hmm. That includes you. But also, we always give a special shout out to Jenny and Jim because they were the OG, they are the OPs, are the ones that started it all. And uh, I, I still look forward to next year going up there and seeing you guys. I look forward to that a lot. So, uh, yeah. So, yes. Thank you. All right, so now it's time to hand out some homework assignments. Oh, horse shit. <laughs> Jesse shit. <laughs> First one is check out the website at averybradypodcast.com. Do a rain review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Castbox, or Audible. Tell two friends about the show. And if you don't have two friends, then uh, go out to your nearest horse stable and tell two horses. Yeah. Send an email to the show. Tell us how you like or dislike the show at a very Brady podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Join the Facebook group and join the conversations and all the fun at a very Brady Facebook group. And now with our new moderator at the helm, Ben. Yes. Now remember when we're not around, he's in charge. That's right. Okay. Also speaking of the Facebook group. Um, yeah. You know, we we've decided to to make the Facebook group private. Yeah, and all that means is that anything that's posted in the Facebook group cannot be seen by anybody outside of the Facebook group. Because oh, you know, recently we've okay. yeah, so it's so like we Vegas, recently like whatever happens in the Facebook group stays exactly, in the yeah. Facebook group. Okay, okay. Because because what's happening is we don't know their motivation, but we've had people trying to comment, and it's it comes through as a as a comment request to the admins, and it's subject to the same questions. If you guys join the group, you'll notice that there's several questions. There's you know, do you know this is a podcast? What's the host's name? Um, what is um your favorite Brady Bunch character, and what's the dad's name? And the reason we ask those questions is because otherwise you'll get these bots in there, these fake accounts that do you want to work from home working for Amazon? Yeah, that kind of stuff. And it's just obnoxious. So we don't like those. So to try to avoid that, we put these questions in place. And so lately we've had a lot of people trying to comment (laughs) on posts because anybody in public can see all the posts on the Facebook group, but they're not answering the questions. And yeah. a couple of times they've gone as far as to say, we disagree with the rules. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we made the decision to go ahead and make the Facebook group group private private. That doesn't mean anything for anybody. Well, a, it means that nobody will know you're in the group, which I don't know if you care about that or not, <laughs> but also it means that nobody can see any posts unless you're in the group. So, yeah, 
And that's only to keep out the spam because we really don't like spam in groups like that. It's really obnoxious. So, yeah. So, so yeah. you'll probably do the next time you go into the group, you might get a pop up that'll say, hey, group, the group rules have changed or something like that. Yeah. And so then you'll also you'll get a notice. Sorry, we should have told you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like two or three weeks later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you would like to be a producer like Julie, if you're like, God, Julie seems so cool. Mm-hmm. And she's probably so like proud and shit. Like, well, if you'd like to do it too, check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast, which is P A T R E O N, by the way. So check out our Instagram at a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Facebook and get real time updates. Like if the group is going to be private. <laughs> or <laughs> whatever yeah. go check out the retro network at the retro network.com check out our shop with our affiliate link at www.averybradypodcast.com.com slash shop check out our t public store for merch link is in the description of this and every episode going back for a second i don't i don't it's been a while since we've explained we have the affiliate link <clears throat> so yeah. what is the affiliate link? Okay. So you go on to the everybody podcast.com slash shop. And what it is, is you hit our affiliate link and then it just, all it does is bring you back to Amazon, right? It, it doesn't, it, nothing changes as far as you're concerned. It's this exact same amount. If you have something that's, you know, $9.99 with shipping, if you go through our affiliate link, it's the exact same thing. Nothing at all changes. The only difference is, is a kickback of that comes back to the show because you used our affiliate link. That's all that means. That's literally all that changes. We just so, get a little commission for whatever it is you bought. Right. And it's very and, little. It's like a few cents. Like yeah, exactly. Thing. But we figured we would do it because it's available to us. So that's what that is. In case you guys ever wonder what that is, that's what it is. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to buy all the silly shit that we have on the store. That's not what that means. No. So that's, that's what that is. Um, also, we are now on the Clapper app, which we got to do more with. Mm-hmm. At a very Brady podcast. Yes. And, but most importantly, go check out Classic Iconic Television. And Jimmy yes. here is going to tell us what to watch next. Yes. After entering all of our data into our randomizer 3000... It will randomly pick the next episode for us. Engage. 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 Is it working? It it, it, it takes a minute. Yeah, there we go. There we go. I got to play the whole sound effect. (laughs) On the next episode. Yeah. We look at. Yeah. That's that's my mama. What is that, that, I, Jimmy, it's an audio podcast. People can't see where you're pointing at. That, that's my mama. Oh, oh, the show. That's my mama. No, that's that's my mama. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, on the next episode, we look at the TV show. That's my mama. Ah. Season one, episode eight, entitled "The Loan." Oh, when Clifton tries to collect a $50 debt from his brother-in-law, Leonard, everything becomes chaotic because Leonard does not have any recollection of the loan. Hmm. Mama tries to believe in them both and help, but it makes matters worse. I'm betting 
Leonard is nothing but a big old liar. Exactly. You know Leonard, mm-hmm. classic Leonard. Mm-hmm. The show is available to stream on Tubi, Tubi, Tube. Mm-hmm. So, yes. It's Tubi, T-U-B-I, right? Or not Tubi. So, I'm not too familiar with that. That's My Mama. I never really watched it. The only reference I've ever heard from That's My Mama is from is from Coming to America. Coming to America, that's right. The West Going Down episode of That's My Mama. Put your hands together for Mr. Randy Watson. Like that's that's the only reference I've ever heard. Exactly. We played Jake the Policeman, or who did he play? Oh yeah, yeah, Jake the Policeman of the West Going Down episode. That's my moment. Yeah, which I looked it up, and that's that's not yeah, even it's an not episode, a real so episode. Unfortunately, that sucks. But but I'm interested to watch it. It'll be cool. It'll be cool. Yeah, hopefully. Well, you have to. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and it's got the. I'll woman be sure in to it. check that out. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got the woman in it from uh, Happy Gilmore, right? Uh, no, no, Billy Madison, Billy Madison. Yeah. Oh, uh, all right, all right. That one. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to stay home, maybe I'll. You can help me shave my armpits. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I go to school. It's like what? Nothing. So unless there's anything else. Uh, no, that's it. No, all right. In that case, I have been Jimmy. And I've been Tack. And this has been a very pretty podcast. And we will see you on another Sunshine Day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network. <laughs>